0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be chatting about autonomy. And if you're not really sure what exactly this is, I want to set the scene for you. So if you've ever struggled with something in your life and you've said to someone who maybe was a coach or a mentor or a parent figure or somebody that you go to for support with things, you most likely have said something along these lines. I just need someone to tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. Give me my answer. I need accountability. That's another way that this kind of shows up. I need someone to keep me accountable, to hold me accountable. And those are definitely valid claims. I'm not taking away the validity as to how you feel. And and it can often feel that way in life, right? Somebody give me the answer. Somebody just hold my hand through this experience, right? And those those things are important. Absolutely important. But what I found to be the most impactful in my own life and the clients that I serve is that we are creating this dynamic of autonomy together. And when I think about autonomy, I want to get a really clear definition for you all. So per the dictionary, autonomy means the right or condition of self-government, right? So being able to govern yourself, make decisions for yourself without needing this sort of external validation or this external kind of support. And so something that I really preach with my clients is that when we work together, we will not work together forever. I will love working with you and I will love for you to stay as long as you need. But also I want you to feel confident enough to be able to move on your own and feel that you do not need me to hold your hand and you do not need me to hold you accountable because now you have built this self-trust within yourself to be able to do these things on your own so that when you're out at a restaurant you can make a decision that feels good to you or when you're on vacation you can make a decision that feels good to you or when you're just living your daily life you're able to exercise and identify what do i need in this moment and be able to speak to yourself in those moments, as opposed to asking somebody outside of yourself or something outside of yourself. And so the reason why it's so important to take ownership of your health and fitness is because point blank, no one will do this work for you. No one. No one will put you first. No one will prioritize you. They will, of course, like family is going to be there. They're going to make you a priority and all of those things. And people that love you will do that. But at the end of the day, the person that's going to keep you accountable to the things that keep you healthy, it's going to be you. And so we need to strengthen that relationship that we have to ourselves so that we can be consistent, so that we can show up for ourselves, so that we can be a priority, so that we can put ourselves first. So when we think about this idea of autonomy and making decisions that feel autonomous, right? I gave you a few examples in the beginning, but I think that I just want to share a few more so that we can kind of paint the picture of what this actually looks like in real time. So for someone who has autonomy in their health and fitness, this is typically somebody who is able to go out to a restaurant with a group of friends and order the meal that they want. They're not influenced by the people around them. They are choosing what's best for maybe their values, their goals, their priorities, um, or what they're craving in that moment, right? That is a form of autonomy. Another form of autonomy is being able to wake up one morning, not feel your best, and still show up for your workout because you know that it's going to make you feel better. I feel like people might be listening to this episode and being like, wow, I would really like if I could do those things. I just don't feel that it's realistic for me. It is realistic for you. We just need to build that autonomy and that self-trust and that self-confidence for you to be able to do this. And the way that we do that is by taking these actions over time continually doing these things over time will strengthen that bond and that relationship with autonomy. So it's like a muscle, right? It's a muscle that gets utilized, that builds, and that will get stronger for us to be able to make these decisions in the moment, regardless of the external pressures, regardless of society, regardless of the things that are kind of conflicting our decision-making process. And I think that it's important, right? I just mentioned a few of those obstacles that you might encounter, right? And I want us to understand that obstacles will come up. You will be challenged as you embark on this journey of ownership, of autonomy. And I think that a few of the ways that you'll see that is maybe some pushback from others in terms of your decisions. So maybe you order a salad, maybe you get the comment from somebody, a family member like, oh, you want to diet again? That's a common comment, (laughs) at least in my family. Maybe you are wondering if you're doing things right, right? So you start to get like kind of in your head about it. Like, oh, well, maybe I should pivot. Maybe I should shift. Like, maybe I'm not doing this the way that it should be done. The way that it should be done is the way that works best for you. And the way that works best for you is something that you need to figure out. (laughs) I can absolutely support you through that. And in that, that's what I do as a coach. But you cannot have other people necessarily telling you the ways as to which you need to do things, right? If it's not taking into account your individuality, your circumstances, your life, um, and your reality. So it's so important that we are facing these challenges, but also understanding that we are going to make mistakes. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to fall down. We are going to get back up. That is the process. Every new, endeavor or every new opportunity or chance for you to practice this will get you closer, right? Whether or not you make the quote unquote right decision does not matter. Whether you choose the healthy thing does not matter. What matters is that it's the intention that you set and that you were able to follow through with that intention that you made. That's what matters here. So you'll also experience in terms of obstacles, maybe some societal pressures, right? Maybe some societal pressures will come into play where you feel like, but this is what I learned, you know, in high school, or this is what I was taught about nutrition, or maybe a past belief comes up around like the amount that you should weigh or the way that your body should look, right? Those things are going to still come up. I still have things that come up like that. I still have thoughts that pop up and surface that surround these uh, themes that I don't really subscribe to anymore, but they still can pop back into my life. And I think that it's really important that we understand that and accept that those things are going to come along, but also choosing to choose a different thought, right? Or choose something that better serves us in that moment if that's not it, right? If that's not truly something that we believe. But remember, it's going to take time to undo and unlearn a lot of these things, So a friend of mine who just came on my podcast, she used this great analogy. Her name is Angel. If you didn't listen to our episode, make sure you go back. It's wonderful. We were talking, she had shared this analogy with me. This wasn't on the podcast. She had shared it on our social media and I thought it was fascinating. It was this study where it was talking about how hard would it be to unlearn riding a bicycle. If you learned to ride a bike when you were three or four years old or five years old, Could you imagine trying to unlearn something so natural and habitual for you? The same is true for your mind. We're undoing things that we've thought for 20 or 30 years. That's really challenging. So it's important to have grace and patience with yourself and understand that those thoughts and those beliefs are going to creep back in again, right? It's just how we respond to them that matters. Do we action on those past beliefs? Do we let those influence the autonomy or ownership that we do or do not have in a positive or negative way? And the way that we start to work towards more autonomy in this way is to start just creating more self-awareness, right? Self-awareness around these habits and tendencies that we have, these past beliefs, or even these challenges that we experience, right? How can we start to identify ways that we can hold ourselves accountable, ways that we can look inside of ourselves and start to trust ourselves? To make these decisions. So a few ways I want to share with you about how to actually put this into practice, right? Some tangible ways for you to actually create more autonomy for yourself to build some self-accountability and to take ownership of your health and fitness is to start by fulfilling the promises that you make to yourself. Simply put, do what you say you are going to do. If you say that you are going to work out on Monday at 8 a.m., Workout at Monday at 8 a.m. Pretend as, this is, as if this is a non-negotiable with a meeting that you have for work, right? You would not miss that eight o'clock meeting for work if it was on your calendar, if it was on your schedule. So fulfilling these promises that you make to yourself, they are as important, if not more important than any other promise that you make or any other commitment that you make in this world. And I want you to understand that you are worthy of that. You are worthy of fulfilling those promises. And that's it. Simply put, do what you say you're going to do. But the thing about that is it's important that you also create realistic expectations. If you decide I'm going to work out at 8 a.m. on Monday and then you have an 830 meeting for work. Well, that's not really realistic for you to be able to get your work out in. it's possible. You could totally get a workout in, in 30 minutes, but I'm just thinking of my ladies who like to shower and get all ready and dolled up for work, right? Like (laughs) that's not as conducive. That's going to give you like 10 minutes. If that, I know a lot of women who take like an hour to get ready in the morning, right? So that obviously would not work out. So set yourself up with realistic expectations. Don't give yourself like negative 50% before you even enter the situation, right? Right. So understand, create a realistic expectation as to what your life looks like. What are we trying to implement? Where are we trying to engage in these new behaviors, right? Very similarly from the nutrition lens of realistic expectations or doing what you say you're going to do, right? If you're planning for a trip coming up and you want to pay attention to your nutrition, but it's a bachelorette party and you're, you know, not even sure what anything is going to look like. Like maybe it's not the best time to start evaluating some of these things, right? Do this in a setting that's conducive for you an environment where you can actually slow down, pay attention to you, and have more control over what's going on. Right. If we start from that bachelor at weekend, if we start from that, that weekend where we don't have much control over things, it's going to be really disappointing and it's going to be really challenging for us to start to create um, healthier habits because we're looking at this environment that we have really no say over at this time. So do this in environments where you're able to control things, right? Like you are able to control most likely, hopefully the things that are going on in your home, right? So getting curious, there, being able to implement those things. Once you create realistic expectations and the last piece I want to leave you with is something that I have neglected to do for absolute years but I've started to truly realize the power of this and start to build and strengthen my own voice. Ask yourself first, ask yourself first before you go to your coach, before you go to Google, before you go to that book that you read, before you go to that podcast that you love, before you come to this podcast, always, always ask yourself, what do you need? What do, do you want to do? Because this is how I coach my clients. I know the power of autonomy. I know how to cultivate autonomy within my clients. So when my clients come to me with a question of how or what they should do, I spin it back on them. I spin the question back on them to help them decide for themselves what they want to do because it's their life. There it's their lives. It's not my life. So they're the ones that get to decide what steps they take or what steps they don't. And the best part about this and why this is so important is that when we create autonomy, this allows a client or you or someone to be able to make a decision that they can actually stick with. If a coach comes to you and they're prescribing you things and they're giving you things to do and they're telling you what to do, guess what? That means nothing to you. In the grand scheme of things, that means nothing to you because it's not coming from you. It's not something that you want to do or that you voluntarily would like to implement, right? So yes, of course, I'm going to give my clients maybe some options or suggestions if they're feeling really stuck, but ultimately like they know, they know what they want to do. They just need somebody to ask them what they want to do, especially as women, we tend to not really pay attention to what we want or identify that we even have desires or wants. So really important that we're diving into this, but first asking yourself first.